The first lesson for today is in Genesis chapter 17. This is going to serve as the basis for the sermon this morning. God comes and speaks to a 99-year-old Abram to change his name, to change his outlook on, on the fact that even though they're well past childbearing age, God can do what he says he's going to do in making him into many nations. Listen to these words from Genesis 17. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The word of the Lord. Dear people of God who belong to him and are like sheep in his wonderful, blessed pasture, Merry Christmas to you. What child is this? I don't know about you, but everybody else has already moved on. These decorations aren't up in many homes anymore. The ones that we still have up, the Advent Christmas wreath that is lit, the Christmas tree in the corner, the poinsettias, the lights up top that nobody wants to have them leave for like all winter. We're still decorated. But don't you sense, and I, I would just like you to think um, about passing into a calendar year and sort of like resurfacing, like if we took our deep dive away from the storms of life down in the Christmas calm, or maybe it was a Christmas frenzy for you, but then you come back to like normal schedules and routines and you go to work tomorrow and you go to school this week and things like that and you get back at it. Do you sense that like, here we go, it's, it's another year? How does it feel to you? It's another year of, well, I'm going to have more troubles. I mean, didn't 2021 and 2020, haven't all the years kind of taught us that you can't really predict what's going to happen um, we're actually very bad at predicting what would take place. Uh, we spent a few days out of town, the family, this last week, and we're flooded with texts from our neighbors, like there's a wildfire across the highway from our house. It was pretty insane. We didn't expect that. And um, we were probably a couple days away from sharing the fate of a Boulder community that had so many homes destroyed. It's just a wonder. You come back and you're like, well, Christmas is sure over. Party time is sure over. 
And now I go back to the, I go back to the, I go back to the. That's what I want you to identify with. What do you go back to? Is, there, is this going back to a, a year? Uh, is it like, uh, are you optimistic? Are you pessimistic? How are you feeling about it? Who's still wrestling with the sinful nature? Who's still living in a world that obviously doesn't toe the line with God very carefully, doesn't care about his will or his way or his word? Same kind of calendar year sounds like to me. Might get sick this year, might have other troubles, might have something financial come along. You never really know, do you? There's a struggle on the left hand and there's struggle on the right. Scripture is never given to a people who are fully satisfied like you're already living the dream. That comes in heaven and it awaits us. God opens his mouth for Abram. God opens his mouth for you and for me because he knows that there's holes to fill big old potholes, and there's always road work and construction to do. He knows that there's fears and worries and pains and struggles. You might feel alone in them. You may feel like the only one with such a load that you're ready to, okay, to a new calendar, you're going to put this burden back on my shoulders again, right? Well, what was it for Abram and Sarah? Was this just a walk in the park? Hey, you're going to be the father you're going to be a father. You're going to be parents was what they heard at 75 years old and 65, Abram and Sarah. 75 years old and 65. Then you remember what happened? Practically a dozen years passed by and nothing, no child, right? Sarah has proven to be barren. Nature has tried and there's no child. And she we hear in Genesis 15, it's like an Abram version of Abram that's pulling out his hair, and he's like, you know that my servant is going to inherit my whole estate as things stand right now, Lord. He says that out loud, Genesis 15. You know, my servant is going to get all of this. Is that what you had planned? It's kind of a careful prayer to God right there. And God says, I am your shield, your very great reward. And then you turn a couple pages or one page to chapter 16 and they plan on, let's use Hagar, right? The attendant to Sarah. Maybe you can have a child through her. And so Abram has a child. Now this isn't just like a servant in the house, heir of the estate. Now maybe God's plan would be we can help him along. We can steer the direction of God fulfilling his promises, right? So 12 years later, Hagar is pregnant, gives birth to Ishmael. Now Abram's 86. And so Sarah hasn't given him a son, but maybe this is what God had in mind, and it wasn't, and it made a mess. And now you turn to page for Genesis 17. And that's where God is going to be all as specific as it can be. And I want you to listen to this because God can flip 
nature's course on its head like flipping pancakes. God can do what he wants to do when and where he pleases. You know this about God, but it's time for God to say it out loud. He's going to say it to your 2022. He's going to say it to every burden you feel on your shoulders, every struggle in your heart, and every worry and fear that runs through your mind about now what for this year. God's going to talk to it, and he starts, right? He's, he comes to Abram, and he says, I am, isn't this the perfect place to start your new year? Listening to what God's going to say? I am El Shaddai. Ever heard that Hebrew name before, El Shaddai? I am El Shaddai. It's the first time in Genesis, right here in Genesis 17. Not the last time. It's going to come up four more times just in Genesis alone where God uses this name. So he's looking at Abram and he says, I am El Shaddai. And if El Shaddai were a Marvel character, you'd have to picture somebody who could do what they want with all the gemstones. I don't know if you know Marvel, but they like gather these different powerful gemstones that have different things they can do. I don't have it all sorted out. Are there five, six of them? There's five of them? Okay, this is El Shaddai has all the gemstones. Of course, he's God, right? God's going to be able to do what he wants. El Shaddai is hard to interpret. It's translated, I am God Almighty. I am God the Powerful. I am God with no boundaries or limitations or weaknesses. I am God the All-Sufficient. There is nothing I lack. There's never a time where I say, oh, I wish there were more of this at my disposal. God never has to feel that way. He never has to operate that way. He just says and he does. And he wills and he executes. He promises and he fulfills. I am El Shaddai. Start your new year in God Almighty, he says. It was Abraham's new birthday year too, right? 99 years old. You start here. I am El Shaddai. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. That characterizes the quality of your 2022. Walk before the Lord and be blameless. Walking before the Lord doesn't mean you go first <laughs> and, and I'll follow because I'm scared. I'm a scaredy cat God. No, it's not like that. You go first. Walk before me is probably more better pictured the other way around where walking before the Lord is knowing you're walking in his presence. And for us to know that would mean like in our vision, in faith's vision, I am always walking into my future in the presence of God, realizing El Shaddai is my God and Savior. And maybe if you were to visualize what God does as the El Shaddai, you could see him holding out his hands and, in, and there's, there's these changing images, okay? I, I'm, I'm not in Hollywood and I'm not making a movie, but you have to work with me, okay, for the visualization. Imagine like dust and ashes in a little pile becoming a tree and then dust and a tree and dust or a chicken or a butterfly or something else, a car, and just God can make it anything he wants at any time. It can totally violate nature. It doesn't have to be dirt to a tree or seed to flowers. 
It can totally change his dynamics, and he just holds all these changing things in his hands. He can take it and make it from one thing to a completely something other. Walk before me in my presence faithfully. Keep me in your face view, Abram. This is how you conduct your life, that I can do this, that I can do this. Are you looking? I am El Shaddai. I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how barren is there degrees of barrenness. I don't care how barren Sarah is or how many times you've seen it not work. Walk before me. Me. Eyes here. I do what I want. And then he says what he wants. He wants your faith. Let it fly. Let it run. Let it soar. Walk before me. It's faith and all its thanksgiving and all its joy and all its daring confidence staring at a new year saying, I have El Shaddai in my presence wherever I go this calendar year. He can do what he wants. He's going to keep his word. Abraham can go and have a very nice dinner conversation with Sarah and build up her faith. You know what? He's going to do this. He's going to do it through you and through me because he said so. And he's El Shaddai. That's blameless living. Doesn't get ensnared by fears and worries that are more aligned with unbelief than they are with faith. God help and spare us with his present mercy and grace to come and speak these words into your life and to walk with you again this calendar year. Then God says, I'm going to make you into many nations with an everlasting covenant between me and you and all generations after you to be your God. I want you to emphasize three things that you see there. I am going to make you into many nations. This was not just about Abraham and Israel, right? The line of the Jews, or even many nations coming through Ishmael from Hagar. Now I've got two nations, right? The Jews through Abraham's son Isaac, and then Ishmael and the Ishmaelites. This isn't about, okay, now I just made two nations. No, many nations. Many nations is aiming at what? Ultimately fulfilled when and where? In Jesus. Jesus came born a descendant of David, but he became a light to the Gentiles. Jesus was the hope not just for the Israelites. Jesus was the hope of all who walked and lived in darkness. You start your new year weighed down, burdened, and shackled. There's going to be more death and there's going to be more disaster. But you do it with a God who keeps his promises to many nations. And that is in Jesus. He's building a kingdom that is yours, a forgiveness of sins, a kingdom of grace that shields and protects you from Satan and death and hell. Think about the realities you face. You're going to sin this year. You're going to make mistakes and offend God. 
But he, in the victory of his might and grace, is saying to many nations, Abram, I'm not just for flesh and blood descendants of yours. I'm for people who put their hope in me. That your eyes, in the midst of your struggle, that your eyes weighed down with guilt, that you would say, my God is El Shaddai, and where I come beggarly with nothing, God can bring and do everything for me. And so it is that in Jesus, the light to the nations, the many nations are made as our hearts are turned to God. You become one of the nations. You become one of the peoples from far away that join this promise God made of a covenant to Abraham that he would father many nations. It's not physical fathering anymore. It's too big for that. And another way that God underscores that, not just saying many nations, but an everlasting covenant with you. He said it would be everlasting. The only way that covenant will go on and on and on and on and on is Jesus. The one who laid down his life so that a laid down life would belong to you. The one who lived under the law perfectly in your place so you could be clothed in a righteousness that will never perish, spoil, or fade. That your inheritance from the house of God as his children would never, ever end. Many nations are getting an everlasting covenant, so I will be their God. That's what being God means to God is to do all that he does for us and for our salvation so that when God presents himself to Abram as El Shaddai you can always add a little bit something to that name it's El Shaddai for me it's El Shaddai my God my El Shaddai. And it's because he's my El Shaddai, my God Almighty, that you and I can rejoice that we are his people. And that's not going to change in 2022. It's not going to change by any bad day that you have. It's going to be present, conquering every enemy and foe because that's what salvation in the name of the Lord means I brought a rock up here today it's in Isaiah it's related to this you notice that Zechariah was thinking about Abraham and he said he's kept his promises to Abraham in Isaiah 51 Isaiah says think about the rock from which you were cut he wanted the Jews to think about what God did with Abram because the God who made Abram Abraham, the father of many nations, was what kind of God? What kind of rock were you cut from? What kind of God did Abram have? A God who was El Shaddai. Isaiah says, think of that rock from which you were cut. He was one man. He was one man. And somehow, in some way, from one God made many nations. A spiritual people with an everlasting covenant. Think, you think about that. 
You think about what El Shaddai means for you. From one man, that's the rock from which you're cut. All who put their hope in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins, the certainty of God's grace to them that will never end, and the inheritance of eternal life, that I will be raised. I don't care what happens in 2022. I will be raised. I will stand in glory with my God as his child forever. That's the rock from which I'm cut. It's a God who can do that for me because he says so. My brothers and sisters, let faith be different this year. Let it be better. Let it be stronger. Let it be more bold. Reach out into this world with the great news we have. Walk before the Lord El Shaddai and be blameless. Let people know we have huge reasons to, jo- to rejoice. Merry Christmas to you all. Our God, my God, is El Shaddai. Amen.